1: Welcome into B-Squared, your weekly weather podcast. I am Bobby in Oregon.
0: And I'm Bonnie in Oklahoma.
1: And I chuckle at that because uh, we've taken two weeks of the last four weeks off. So, semi-weekly weather podcast.
0: Yeah. You know, life happens sometimes, and we we gotta go with it.
1: Yeah, we had Memorial Day off, and that was great. And then last weekend we took off, I had a uh, family obligation. My cousin Jordan, the youngest of the cousins on my mother's side, is getting married, so we had his bachelor golf outing last week on my hood and let me tell you this it was absolutely beautiful and Bonnie, you need to come out to the pacific northwest to see all the trees the hills the mountains the rivers and the ocean
0: are the hills alive
1: they are and the sound of music was very prevalent
0: <laughs> good then i'm in <laughs> perfect
1: perfect bluetooth speakers take music anywhere you want to go
0: <laughs> uh, modern technology
1: yes it is grand Well, anyways, we won't get into that because nothing really happened, so no stories to share. However, Bonnie, it's storms and heat, and that is the big story going forward. I'm trying not to melt, currently sitting in a leather chair as I can feel my skin start to stick to any available (laughs) surface, and we'll get into that in a minute, but uh, you've had some interesting weather storm-wise, and I'm not going to say finally, but... Yeah,
0: because it hasn't really been severe. I mean, there's been a few severe thunderstorms, but it's been mostly like they ramp up and they have some high wind and then they calm down. It's been mostly a flooding situation. And this exact same thing happened last weekend. We had a cold front come through last Sunday. Um, We got serious storms and rain overnight. And then the first two days of the week last week, we were way below average. I'm talking when I woke up Monday morning to let the dog out, it was actually cold and it was cooler on tuesday and then we got hot again this wednesday thursday and friday and then friday night another cold front came through and we're below average temperatures and as of now parts of my city which is more has had about six inches of rain since friday night
1: which is a lot of rain and it's not just coming like you said kind of consistently this is in what you consider downpours and or thunderstorms right
0: Yeah. Like it's pretty serious lines of storms that form, you know, it's spotty showers and storms that pop up that eventually just, you know, moosh into this one giant line and trains over the same area. So um, like yesterday, we were pretty dry for the whole day, but overnight we had a really good line of rain come through and that was the same Friday. Like we were dry all day Friday and then overnight Friday, we had rain from about 4 a.m. to about 9 a.m. And we got about three inches of rain out of just that alone. So, um, and there's more to come. So we're really in a flood situation right now is what we're dealing with in Oklahoma.
1: Right. Well, up here in Oregon, conversely, it's the exact opposite. Uh, Bonnie, we're baking. (laughs) And I'm not just saying that because it's a funny summer term. It's legit. Yesterday, Portland, Oregon, downtown, and the airport, which I'm going to get into why we measure two official highs in one city. Because it's extremely annoying. But... (laughs) We set all-time record highs, high temperatures for both locations. The Portland airport had a high temperature of 108 degrees, which shatters the previous high of 107, which we had achieved multiple times once in 1941, and the last time we were that high was in this uh, 1965, I believe. So wow. a long-standing record shattered, and Bonnie <laughs> today is going to be like, A, hold my beer because... We're going to take that 108, and we're probably going to add five to six degrees to it, and we're going to ramp up into the one-teens in terms of temperature. We're not prepared for that here in the Northwest. Like, I mean,
0: I, I don't even know how y'all are dealing with it because we don't even deal with it very well, and we get it normal.
1: Right, right.
0: Around this time so I am just I'm shocked that roles are reversed right Now in the country
1: (laughs) right and we'll We'll break down the meteorological reasons why that Is but you know if you look At there was a New York Times article that came out This week and said on average 70% of the homes in the Portland Metro area have air conditioning okay That's 7 out of 10 you go 180 miles north of Seattle and They're also baking Their number is 30% 3 out of 10 have air conditioning They just don't need it it was so hot on Friday as this temperature started to ramp up in Seattle that cars were chewing up pavement, just driving. Whoa! So chunks of the freeway were coming up behind people's tires. Uh, so, uh, why do you
0: all use different pavement? Than no, we well use here? it's
1: it's a different it's a different type of formula, right? Because majority of our climate is it's warm during the summer they might get to 90 95 occasionally maybe one or two days but a majority of the time the temperature is spent in the you know between 40 and 60 degrees and so different formula to help with water retention and water drainage and yeah there is a little bit probably a tweak in the formula but anytime it's that hot and you have that much traffic going over it it starts chewing up pavement they had to shut down the freeway to Basically, fill all these potholes and it was miles upon miles worth. Wow. Yeah.
0: That's crazy because that's never really happened here. I mean, we've had road issues for various reasons here and there, but it's never been like so hot that the roads are like melting essentially. Right. <laughs> so that is nuts.
1: So it is crazy. And so, like I said, yesterday we hit 108. Um, we'll jump into this thing real quick. So, the city of Portland, we're special, obviously. yeah (laughs) and i and i I say that and i say that because i do love my my hometown but we we're just we're special anyways bless your heart we have two official locations for temperatures now as you know or you don't depending on you know how weather inclined you are most official temperatures are taken at an airport yeah or a location that has been around forever you know, in Oklahoma City, you guys use Will Rogers International Airport. Great. Yep. Here in Portland, we use PDX Portland International Airport. But we also use downtown Portland. PDX is on the northeast side of town. It is out near the Columbia River. And it's, you know, distance-wise, about five miles from the downtown core. And it takes you about 12 to 15 minutes, depending on traffic, to get into downtown. Well, the Weather Bureau way back when, which is now the National Weather Service, had an office in downtown Portland. And so they started taking uh, recording records at what is known as the U.S. Custom House, which is a building in the northwest part of downtown Portland. Then that moved to several other buildings throughout the course of the city growing. Currently, the downtown temperature is on the roof of KGW-TV, which is the NBC affiliate. And that's considered the downtown location for recording highs, lows, precip, any type of weather in downtown is considered to be there. Well, when Portland International Airport was built in the fifties and sixties, the National Weather Service moved out there, so that became their, you know, standard for what the highs in Portland would be. So their office has moved to Park Rose, which is in the north uh, east part of town, and so they, you know, also have a measuring station there. However, Their temperatures aren't necessarily considered official. It's whatever happens at the airport. So Portland yesterday was battling back and forth. Will we set the all-time high for Portland Airport at 107? Downtown happened to be 108. So we blew past both those, but we have this weird little meteorological, you know, back and forth with, well, what's the official high of Portland? Is it measured downtown or is it measured at the airport? And let me just say, it gets very confusing and very annoying very quickly.
0: Just take the average, so (laughs) 107.5.
1: I wish we could do that, but it's not going to happen, so.
0: At least they were close. At least one of them wasn't 90 and the other one was 108, you know what I mean?
1: Exactly. But it's funny because there were times, like during the winter, where, say, it would snow three inches out of the National Weather Service office, and they'll do their snow totals there as -hmm. official. But it will not snow in downtown Portland. So they will say that downtown Portland did not receive snow that day when yet five miles away it did snow at another official location.
0: Oh, yeah. That does make it kind of messed up. Yeah, but there should be some sort of vote or something. Right. (laughs) To just pick a location and do away with the
1: other. Right. But you you and I both know that's not going to happen. No. So it's, it's an internal struggle we deal with out here in the Northwest. So anyways, like I said, today we're going to blow past the 108. They're forecasting 113, 114, which is huge. And, Bonnie, if we do hit 113 today or go past it, we will have reached Oklahoma City in terms of the hottest temperature recorded in the United States on this list. And, you know, you and I were talking before we started taping the show, Uh, There are a lot of really hot cities on this list, but the all-time hottest temperature recorded in the continental U.S. is 122 at Phoenix. Makes sense, right? Desert Southwest, they get really hot. Then you have Las Vegas. Again, makes sense. Sacramento at 115. Okay. St. Louis, 115. And I can imagine that with humidity, and I don't want to.
0: Mm.
1: I just start sweating thinking about that.
0: Yeah, like I'm I'm hot right now while we're taping this, just because right. that's all we're talking about. So yeah, I feel you.
1: <laughs> Downtown L.A., Dallas, Kansas City, and Oklahoma City all have high temperatures of 113. Austin, Texas, 112. San Diego and San Antonio, 111. Houston, Nashville, 109. So if Portland does say get to 113 today, we join that list and now we're in the top five hottest.
0: You know, and like I told you before we started taping, you guys just want to be part of the club.
1: We do. So
0: you will be initiated today or tomorrow.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It is. It's very warm. There's no doubt about it. So let's talk about the meteorological setup. Why? Well, we know high pressure, right? Descending air, descending air becomes compressed air. Compressed air likes to heat. You know, it's nothing that we haven't seen Anywhere across the world, right? It's just what we see on a daily basis. But this one's different. Not only is this axis and the ridge set up perfectly, we're starting to get downslope wind off the Cascades. And again, when you already are compressing air and you're going to add more of a mixing to it, the temperatures is going to skyrocket. At 10 a.m., about an hour and a half ago from the time we're taping this on the West Coast, we already had temperatures into 100 degrees.
0: And just to contrast that a little bit here in Oklahoma at one o'clock, which was just a little bit ago, 75 degrees. Yeah. End of June in Oklahoma. So just, you know, wrap your mind around those two numbers.
1: (laughs) It is insane. It is insane. So this morning's balloon launch over Salem, Oregon, we do three balloon launches in the state of Oregon. We've talked about that on the show. We do it in Salem, Pendleton and Medford. Salem is about 50 miles to my south. It's the capital city of the state of Oregon. That's where we do our official upper air observations for northwest Oregon. This morning's 850 millibar temp around 4,000 feet was measured at positive or 26.4 degrees Celsius, Okay, which is hot for 4,000 feet. It's two degrees below the all-time record. It's expected to rise to over 30 by this afternoon. So wow. it's it's not just surface heating. This is full atmosphere mixing heating. And that's Ooh. why temperatures are so incredibly hot.
0: Yeah, because you have no relief anywhere. And yeah. and you're right. It's the jet stream. You guys have the, quote, heat dome over you guys that's typically over us. And it's because um, there was a really good picture on Twitter. I should have retweeted it, and I'll look for it. But it showed the jet stream around – like your high pressure area and your heat. And it just kind of helped paint a picture of why you guys are under this, you know, heat right now. So I'll try to find it and retweet it, but it was really good visual.
1: Yep. Find it on our, on our podcast page on Twitter at weather podcast. But you mentioned that, and it's a kink in the jet stream is what this has initially been attributed to where there was a tropical system in the far Eastern Pacific that interacted with the jet stream and somehow, put a little kink into it and again the air is fluid right you see this when you are in a bathtub you can you know if you use the colored dye right the little bit of hot water and cold water and you can watch things swirl around and you see how things easily move in a fluid well our air is a fluid and it acts just like a fluid so you get these little kinks in the jet stream where all of a sudden you have a pocket of dry heavy air and ours just happens to be sitting over top of us
0: Yep, I mean the jet stream is just a river of air, like that that's constantly flowing, and depending on its position, it, it will interact with things around it, and that's what you know gives us our storms sometimes and things like that. But basically, right now the jet stream is like you said kinked and kind of made a little loop in almost not a complete loop, but a loop around you guys, and has kind of trapped that hot air and that high pressure over you guys. And so until the jet stream straightens out a little bit, you guys right. are gonna be baking.
1: Right, uh, I posted something personally on my personal Facebook page um, and I should have tweeted out and I didn't cause I need to go back and screen grab it. But we talk about weather models and weather ensembles how you know you can look at some weather models and it will take the current forecast and the current conditions and it will overlay like previous events that have happened, right? So, you know, we look at this when we are doing severe weather forecasting. Okay, these are the parameters we have in place. Let's run the climate model and let's see what days or weeks or months come out with this similar setup. And so that's a good way that we can use to forecast or get a good idea of what to expect, right? So they did this with our heat setup. And it's like, okay, the color-coded bar will show you know, how often this happens over a climate, you know, a cycle. So the one that I was looking at was from like 1971 to 2005. And it's like, okay, well, this parameter has happened once every six years or this parameter has happened once every 10 years. Well, then you get this giant brown blob or red blob right over us, which is the heat dome that we're dealing with. And literally it's off the scale. It's never been seen by the climate models.
0: Well, and especially for this long. You know, like right. you said, you guys have had times in the past where you have a day or two that gets unusually hot and then it's it's over, but right. it's just it's been like a week or something like that and so you you guys are kind of dying up there.
1: We it's you know, it's it's going to be bad and you know, the high pressure kicked in last Friday. So we're talking now over a week of having dominant high pressure. But nothing in terms of like really hot. Yeah, okay, it got to the mid eighties and it sat there for a while. Ramped up to the lower nineties, and then yesterday we were forecasting for a high of ninety nine, maybe one o two in some spots, and we bust through to one o eight. So.
0: Oh, well, and with everything going on with you know our flooding and there's been storms everywhere yeah. and. You know, the condo collapse in Florida. The big story I see on Twitter most is y'all's heat issue going on. So this is just something way out of the ordinary for you guys. And like you said, not everybody has AC or even good AC. So it's kind of a dangerous, scary situation right now.
1: It is. And, you know, a lot of people out here in the Northwest work in construction during the summer. A lot of people work in warehouses. I'm one of them. A lot of people are doing jobs where they're, you know, either outside for recreational or whatever, but it's hot. I mean, on average right now, we're running 25 to almost 30 degrees above average. Oof. It is, That's it's rough. hot. It is rough. And, you know, yesterday everybody flooded to the Oregon coast. Temperatures yesterday were sitting in the 60s, maybe 70. So everybody's like, great. Oh my gosh, we can go to the coast and we can be right on the beach, and the temperature is going to be 65, and you go you know, into downtown city, um, like Seaside or Cannon Beach or Astoria, and the temperature will get maybe up to the 70s or maybe lower 80s. Today, anywhere on the north coast, they're going to be approaching 100. That east wind, again, coming off the Cascades, coming off of the coastal range, it's going to compress, and it's going to heat up quickly. So... Temperatures now already on the North Coast. We're sitting close to 85 in Tillamook, close to 85 in Astoria. Um, por- portions of the Washington coast right now are pushing 90. And I'm talking right Ooh. on the ocean.
0: Man, well, everybody go get in the ocean,
1: you know? <laughs> and that's the only way to literally beat the heat or yeah. to go into a forest and find somewhere that's dense or go south
0: or go to a pool.
1: Right. Go to the river, go to the pool. There are plenty of places around to beat the heat, but then we now need to talk about water safety and people want to use alcohol and the whole nine, and it's just it's one thing after another.
0: Maybe just go get a slushy then. You know I, what I mean? That's I will safer. be
1: getting a giant Slurpee on my way to work today. So There you
0: go. And yeah, warehouses suck because they do not heat or cool the warehouse because it's too expensive. And right. so you're just in there. They have fans and whatever, but it is rough i used to work in the hobby lobby warehouse so i totally know what you're dealing with it's awful
1: right and i will say this i'm lucky the building that i am in does have ac it's usually pumped in just on the entrance and the exit of the building but there is some colder air that is circulating and yes we have giant fans and we've got doctor fans that are on and it's loud in there the entire time but you just you know you got to make it work and that's what we're going to do we're going to make it work
0: yeah and i mean it's it's totally doable cuz when i was working for hobby lobby i worked there all through all of our summer months so it wasn't just like a freak heat up you know what i mean it was three or four months of awfulness so um so i'm just i feel your pain i really do
1: it's bad <laughs> it is bad it's going to be warm but man just you know i again i'm glad that i'm going to be in the warehouse because i'll be able to at least beat the heat per se but that's that's the tough one. The other thing that we worry about is not just the high temperatures, but the low high temperatures. And that's something that we are definitely looking at. The warmest night in Portland on record was 74 degrees, and we hit that three times. 1941, 2006, and 2009. Chances are tonight we are not going to get out of the 80s. That is
0: crazy. First of all, Lows in the 80s like overnight that's that's nuts and I mean we've right. we've been there but it's really crazy that y'all's record for the highest low temperature is like 70s like it just it's crazy to me because I'm in Oklahoma, you know what I mean so it's right. just like I, it's just it's just so interesting to see different parts of the country's records like that because here we're like you know heat meat, you know because <laughs> sure. that's just how we live but um, that's that's crazy.
1: Yep. So that's one thing that we are going to be looking at tonight. So obviously, we're going to, like I said, we're going to surpass and blow out the all time hot record. Now we're going to see how bad it gets overnight. So, those that don't have air conditioning that somehow make it through the day, sleeping is extremely difficult.
0: Well, I'm telling you, if you've got a good fan in your room, that'll help. And, you right. know, just throw the sheets off. I get hot in my room because Clyde is like a little tiny furnace and he has to sleep touching me like glue. Of course to he me, does. So, I have the fan blowing on me all night long and I have the covers mostly off of me because it's, it's just too hot with him.
1: <laughs> oh, Clyde.
0: Yeah. Him. a baby.
1: He is a baby, but we love him. He is the often talked about, never heard from member of B squared.
0: He's napping right now. He's really got it rough.
1: Of course he does. Of course he does. So again, just looking at high temperatures. And again, if you go back and look at the uh, record report from the national weather service today from yesterday, You're going to have high temperatures, new record high temperatures set across the West. You know, I want to say there's something in the the order of like 21 million people under excessive heat warnings. So it's not just the Pacific Northwest, but this expands into California, Nevada, Idaho, Washington, and parts of Montana. So it is just, it's insane. It's absolutely insane.
0: Meanwhile, we're forecast to be below average temperatures into mid-July.
1: Which also blows my mind. But- yeah,
0: me too. And it kind of sucks because, I mean, not that we like the heat, but on certain weekends like Memorial Day weekend, 4th of July weekend, which is next weekend, We like it warm because a lot of us go to lakes and stuff like that or do poolside things and barbecues. So it's supposed to be rainy next weekend. I don't know how rainy yet because it's still a week away. But, um, you know, we might have a damp 4th of July, (laughs) which is okay.
1: Yeah, that's very true. So uh, us will be baking for the 4th of July. And everybody now worried. So the state of Oregon outlaws flying fireworks. Oh, like the well, only that's thing, good. Yeah, the only thing that you can technically legally purchase, and I stress that word legally because across the river in the state of Washington, let them fly, <laughs> which is hilarious. So everybody from Oregon sneaks into Washington, buys fireworks, throws them in the trunk, with, puts a blanket over the top, crosses back over the bridge, and we all celebrate. So uh, we're worried about fires, and obviously that makes a lot of sense. The... Fuel loads in the forest and the wildland urban interface are dry. One hour fuels, five hour fuels, one day fuels, five day fuels, they're all bone dry. Yikes. So yeah. Uh we talked about fires, you know. If you listen to the show, you know about the fires that impacted the Northwest in September of last year. That's what everybody's worried about.
0: Yeah. And for good reason. I mean, when you have high temperatures and any kind of wind, and then you have anything that'll spark a fire, like the 4th of July, you know, that's just very, uh, that's scary. Yeah. So hopefully people are responsible and listen to the rules and the regulations and warnings, but you know, you know, people, they don't listen
1: course they don't because people are special i saw a great tweet dear middle-aged drunk man please do not consume alcohol and light fireworks off at 3 30 in the morning love your neighbors
0: literally literally (laughs) that's one thing i hate about the fourth of july is when it's all over and i'm trying to go to bed still people popping off random ones around and i'm just like can y'all really just not do that
1: (laughs) right and again let's you know let's think about our pets and please because pets you know do not like fireworks also, yep. you know, if you have friends that um, have served in the U.S. military, some of them, you know, do suffer from PTSD, and fireworks are a very easy way to retrigger things. So let's just let's be mindful. Let's celebrate, but let's also be mindful.
0: Yeah, and that's really hard for people to do. You know, when it comes it to stuff like that, people have the mindset of they're the only ones in the world. So you know, it's I don't know. All we can do is ask yep. and just hope.
1: <laughs> one one hundred percent. Well, we'll get back into some of the heat stuff, but Bonnie, let's talk about the tropics because things have come and gone, and we need to get caught up. But first, we need to talk about Hurricane Enrique. He's here? He's here. He is currently churning along the eastern Pacific coastline of Mexico. Or no, sorry, the western Pacific coastline of Mexico, and he is headed straight for the tip of the Baja Peninsula.
0: Is he going to be our hero?
1: Uh Probably.
0: All right. That's
1: all I want. Yep, He's going to come in, though, with some flair, so it's going to be good.
0: (laughs) Some Enrique flair. That's what we know and love.
1: That's what we absolutely know and love. So maximum sustained winds right now, 90 miles an hour. He's a cat one. Moving north at seven miles an hour. Um, They said he's a hurricane now, but by the time we get into Tuesday, he will be into some cooler waters. He will... Weaken into a tropical storm and then ultimately make landfall as a tropical storm before becoming a depression uh, by 7 a.m. on Thursday. Now, it's going to be interesting to see where the moisture from Enrique goes. Does it get caught up into a uh, part of the jet stream or is it just going to dissipate over Mexico? Some forecast models want to bring this thing into the desert southwest. It is monsoon season and then it ejects it out over New Mexico and into Oklahoma. So Bonnie, we need to be watching Enrique or what will be left of Enrique in the very near future.
0: I'm ready. I mean right now at the end of the week, we and and next weekend we do have rain chances. There there are middle rain chances like 40-50%. So we'll see. We'll see as the week goes along if that goes up and if we get any remnants of Enrique.
1: We could see what happens.
0: Bring it on Enrique.
1: Right. Just make sure your salsa dances with it. Anyways. (laughs) Out in the Atlantic, uh, there are two areas that the National Hurricane Center is watching. One is uh, currently between Florida and Bermuda. It's got a 50% chance of development over the next 24 hours or 48 hours and then remains at 50% over the next five days. So uh, Air Force Reserve Unit is going to go out and investigate the system Monday afternoon if need be. The second area they're watching... Uh, is just off the African coast. It is between the coast of Africa and the lesser Antilles. It is not forecast to really do anything. It's going to move west, northwest about 20 miles an hour. Formation chances, 48 hours, 20%. Formation chances through five days, 30%. So just two areas to watch. But we do need to go back and talk about storms that have come and gone because we have had quite a bit. We talked about Ana already. Mm -hmm. tropical storm bill came and went and then claudette came and went so
0: but claudette was interesting right like she kind of reformed after she
1: yes came through the u.s yep claudette formed in the gulf of mexico made landfall uh i want to say in louisiana again poor guys in louisiana
0: i know they 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 get it a lot
1: (laughs) they do uh and then she moved up through portions of tennessee and then out over the carolinas and she was still doing her thing so but claudette first landfalling system of the uh hurricane season in the u.s and packed a little and bunch. when was
0: that when did she make landfall
1: uh, i want to say she made landfall on saturday the 19th okay uh-huh. see and
0: then nothing happened tropical storm wise this last week because we didn't tape last right. weekend and so <laughs> So, we didn't put out that energy. So, I guarantee you that area that's off of Africa is going to do something now that we've talked about it.
1: I agreed. Agreed. So,
0: because <laughs> we have those
1: powers, we do. We are the hurricane whisperers. When we want a hurricane and a tropical system, boom, one pops up.
0: That's right. We speak it right into existence. Yes.
1: So, Body Nag, we're going to win the lottery <laughs> and then we're going to get big houses. Yes. Yes. <laughs>
0: yep boom all right now i feel like i need to go get a ticket right now
1: you should and get one for clyde but make sure your name's on it (laughs) Clyde, mommy bought you a scratchy but it's mine if i win
0: that's right don't try to take my money clyde
1: right can you imagine if a dog won the lottery oh
0: my goodness there was a town in minnesota i would get conservatorship over him
1: yeah you should there was a town in i want to say minnesota that actually elected a dog as mayor
0: well he probably made good decisions I'm sure he did. Dogs have pure hearts.
1: Yes, they do. My my question is, what political party would he belong to? Because the ta- the tail seems to wag left and right. <laughs>
0: uh, he's his own party. Right? Know?
1: He's the rough party, the R-U-F-F.
0: Exactly. <laughs> the bark party.
1: Oh, there we go. Even better. Even better. <laughs> I like that. I like that. So with your storms that came through this last week, um, Radar imaging was really cool. You had a lot of really cool gust fronts. You had a lot of cool dying thunderstorms that pushed that air out. Could you notice a temperature change when that moved through?
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I mean, the crazy thing is yesterday morning when I got up. First of all, let me back up. So Friday night, I went out and went to see a movie, whatever, did have some drinks. Nice. Went home, went to bed. Not sober happens, but this is how much my weather antenna is strong because I woke up to my phone buzzing with a severe thunderstorm warning at like three o'clock in the morning on Saturday. Awesome! So I'm just saying it does not matter. My sobriety level at the time, my weather radar internally is always working, (laughs) which is crazy to me, but you know. Anyways, that was just a side note. So it was raining when I got up Saturday, and it rained until about like nine nine thirty, and it did cool down initially, and then the sun came out a little bit, and it got it didn't get hot, but it warmed up, and it the humidity really came back yesterday afternoon, um, and I think that's partially why we got more rain and storms overnight. But um, yeah, definitely noticing temperature differences with all of this. So I'm very thankful and very sorry for you.
1: <laughs> well, you're very welcome, you're very welcome. <laughs> um, Talking about some of the records that have fallen here And I mentioned, you know, this debate between downtown and the airport Airport records started being kept in 1940 Okay, so I mean a decent chunk of time Records in downtown Portland started in
0: 1874
1: Wow Yeah So that's, I mean, that's a 70 year difference We have 70 years of available data that you know exists in downtown so i think that's really one of the reasons why they don't officially change out just because both periods are so long i mean we're looking at you know 70 years of records at the airport and then now almost 140 years of records in downtown
0: well i mean i guess if the system isn't broke don't fix it kind of thing so and that's good to have that much extra data. It's not like, Oh, we have a couple of years extra data. like, no, like right. 70 years more. That's a lot. And that's very helpful. So.
1: Right. And that's so that's pretty cool. Some of the, re- the long records. So previous hottest days in June, you know, those also records were shattered yesterday, but we broke one in the city of McMinnville, which is down in the Willamette Valley of a hundred. They hit 104. Their previous, their, sorry, this record did not fall, but, um, their all-time highest temperature in june is 110 and that was in 1925 so that record will probably fall today um a record that did fall in vancouver washington just across the river from portland uh was 105 and that Sorry. fell in 1942 so wow yeah i mean these are so long it's been
0: a long time it has since been. any of these have been broken. right
1: and the portland airport 102 in 2006 okay downtown portland 102 in 1942 so 42 was warm um 1981 in august was warm july 1965 so again long long long-standing records finally broke
0: that's crazy that it's taken that long i wonder if it'll take that long to happen again
1: no it will be less than 24 hours (laughs) and then today's (laughs) records will probably fall tomorrow so
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, after this, right? This event itself, but <laughs> you said no, twenty four hours.
1: <laughs> right, literally, it will be twenty four hours. But again, we go back to that climate model that I talked about, where the parameters have never been seen between nineteen seventy one and two thousand fourteen or two thousand four. Yeah. So those parameters do ex- they do now exist, and we know you know what the heights are. We do know how strong the winds are. We do know you know the central pressure, but It is, it's one for the record books. And like I just keep saying, 2020 is continuing into 2021 now. So, you know, it's like day 496 of 2020.
0: It's true. It's true. It's so crazy. Like just more unreal phenomena keep happening. So bring it on and we're just starting hurricane season. So it's just going to be, we'll just see how the rest of the year pans out.
1: Right. We will definitely do that next week. I do want to talk about retimmer Timmer and his post that he had about the storm chasers or the storm chasing. Uh, I want to, what's, what is the word I'm looking for? He's basically ranking the storm chasers based Does on
0: have the authority to do that. I
1: don't know, but he's going to do it. So I want to talk about that as we get into the show next week. But before we even get there, Bonnie, you mentioned it a little bit, you guys are weather-ish and kind of a you know a slump. What do you guys have coming up forecast-wise for Oklahoma City?
0: Well, we have rain chances every single day from now till next Sunday. They're higher the first half of the week, like 70, 80, 90 percent. Tapers off a little bit into 40 and 50 percent, but our highs are only gonna be in the the mid eighties for the whole week, um, which is crazy. But I'm ready for more rain and storms and stuff. And it's no severe weather really, but thunderstorms are thunderstorms. So I will take them.
1: (laughs) I'm, I'm really jealous that we haven't really had our thunderstorm season kick in yet. And normally we need to wait a little bit longer. We have to get some of that subtropical moisture that comes up from the desert Southwest. And then it interacts with the cascades and it kind of triggers it. We did have some really strong storms this last week in central and Eastern Oregon. But nothing that I was like, oh, it wasn't like the Direco that moved through last summer, uh, which I was really bummed that I missed. My family was there for it and were sent scrambling for their lives because my twin sister wanted to go storm chasing everybody. else was like, yeah, let's go. And then they <laughs> see the wall claw. They're like, no, let's not go. <laughs> but uh, hopefully that kicks in. I, I would. I love, you know, seeing your passion for thunderstorms and I hope you guys get something out here in the Pacific Northwest. We're under the successive heat warning through at least 11 o'clock tomorrow night. Temperatures today forecast 114 to 118 tomorrow. Same range. So we will see. And then we drop down into the upper 90s on Tuesday and then we drop to the lower 90s on Wednesday. And we're going to sit right about there for the foreseeable future. So. We'll see what happens. Temperature's supposed to ramp up again next weekend. Uh, Temperature's upper 90s, maybe into the 100s again. So we will see what happens.
0: It's going to be a crazy next couple of weeks. You know, like I said, roles are reversed and we've got your rain and your cooler temperatures and you've got our no rain and our crazy temperatures. So uh, we'll see how long that lasts. But like I said, we're supposed to be below average until mid-July-ish. So we'll see.
1: Well, we we normally... Right now, this is the last weekend where we would usually have like our last big rain push because the joke out here in the Northwest is summer doesn't start until the 5th of July. Clearly, this year, that is not the case. It came about three weeks early. So, fingers crossed that our wildfire season is not going to be bad, but by all forecasts, it looks like it probably will be.
0: Yeah, especially with... Uh, 4th of July, you know, adding to that. So yeah, fingers crossed and hopefully people are just smart, but you know, I don't know if it was last year or the year before one of those wildfires was sparked by a gender reveal party. So if that can spark one, then a 4th of July celebration is, you know, it's not going to be good. I don't think
1: that is very true. Well, Bonnie, I'm going to go sit in front of the air conditioning before I have to go to work because it is just downright hot.
0: Yeah, I think you should do that. Maybe you should. I don't know if you can, if you have remote start, but maybe remote start your car so that it can start getting warmed up to give you some good AC.
1: I don't, but I do have the ability to hit the unlock button twice and my windows automatically roll down.
0: There you go. Maybe do that. That
1: will work. That will work. But yeah, it'll be a warm drive to work today.
0: Well, drink lots of water and you're slushy.
1: Absolutely. 100%. Another Fantastic edition of b squared g Weekly Weather Podcast. I am Bobby in Melting in Oregon.
0: <laughs> and I'm Bonnie in Oklahoma.
1: And we will talk to you guys next week.
0: Bye.